Hello, I am Dr. Jackie, and welcome to today's pep talk, Love Languages, episode 49. I regularly hear clients say that they do not feel heard and understood. I hear this from clients I'm working with individually, as well as when I'm working with couples. It is so important to me that I share information that helps people to be the healthiest version of themselves, not only for the individual, also for the people that individual comes in contact with. Think about the number of people that you come in contact with every single day, whether it's your family members, your coworkers, a clerk at the grocery store. You have the opportunity to positively impact those individuals' lives or to negatively impact them. And it is so important to me that I am helping you to be the healthiest version of yourself and also for you to be going out into the world and impacting people in a positive way. In my opinion, communication is the keystone to building and cultivating relationships. Yet, where are we learning about healthy communication? Think about that for a moment. When you were in grade school, did you have a class that focused on communication? What about middle school or high school? In your home, did your parents or your guardian talk to you about healthy communication? What were the messages sent to you about communication in the home that you grew up in? Was it healthy communication or unhealthy? Was there fighting and yelling? Were people talking over one another? Were there, was it polite? Did people say thank you? And um, did you give each other the opportunity to talk and validate their feelings and connect with them in that way? What did you learn about communication as you were growing up? And what have you learned about communication as an adult? The company that you work for, do they educate on communication? Do they have workshops that you can take? I do not believe that we are spending near enough time and energy on teaching people how to be healthy communicators. And I think it's vital with regards to how we feel as individuals and also what the relationships are like in our lives. A few months ago, I recorded a podcast about what I believe are two critically important elements in healthy communication. And I decided I wanted a prelude to that podcast. So today I'm going to review love languages. And We could say that they're a type of communication because they are. They're not necessarily what we would identify as techniques per se, but definitely ways in which we feel loved and the way that we give love. And you do not necessarily need this month's podcast in order to understand the podcast that I'm going to publish next month. Nonetheless, I thought reviewing the love languages might get you thinking about communication a little bit more and that this might help next month's information to be a little bit more relevant to you. In previous podcasts, I have mentioned love languages. However, I've not ever actually reviewed them in detail. And I know many of you are familiar with Dr. Gary Chapman's five love languages. And as you have probably 
heard me mention before, I believe that there are more than five. There's two additional ones that I believe um, exist in addition to the five that Dr. Chapman has identified in his, in his books and on his website. In fact, I'll include in the show notes a link to his website where you can take the quiz for his five love languages. He actually also has on his website an apology language quiz that you can take. And he has several different books that he's published on the five love languages. I believe there's one even for the military. So for my military people, know that there's a book out there specifically for you regarding the five love languages. And then there's one even for children. So if you want to go and do a deeper dive on the five love languages, according to Dr. Gary Chapman, know that there's some books and there's definitely information on his website uh, to go a little deeper. And then, so I'll start with his, I'll share what his, the five that he's identified, and then I'm going to share with you the two additional ones that I believe also exist. The first one that I'll share of Dr. Chapman's five love languages is the one that I think is probably... Um, the easiest one to understand, and that's physical touch. Uh, this is, if you have the love language of physical touch, it is exactly what that says. It's kissing, it's embracing, it's touching, it's holding hands, and of course, it's having sex. And I will say in my practice, among um, my clients, probably the majority of men that come into my office would report physical touch as being their primary love language. Now, keep in mind, as we go through these, you probably have a, a, a need or desire for all of them. However, it's about the one that means the most to you, the one where if you don't receive that love, you feel really empty and you you will not be satisfied in the relationship. So again, you, you may have many of these that matter to you. It's about the one that means the most to you. And as I said, I'm, I'm making a major generalization here when I say this. Nonetheless, my experience with my clients is it's, it's not uncommon for, for male clients to report physical touch being their primary love language. The next one is words of affirmation. And this is when you verbally affirm a person and you can do this through compliments, telling the person that you love them. It is providing encouragement to the individual. And this can be done through verbal communication. It can also be, now that we have digital communication, it can be done through text messaging and social media. It can also be done through notes or cards. It's letting the person know that you appreciate them. You know, thank you so much for making the bed. Thank you for cleaning my car for me. Um, I know you're going to do great on that interview. You're going to do awesome with the presentation that you give today. It's affirming the person and letting them know that, you know, you value them. Quality time is the third one. And this is when you are giving the individual your undivided attention. This means no distractions with TVs or any kind of screens. This means that you are, are providing them with your undivided attention. It may be through a meaningful conversation, or it could be through recreational activities, going and riding your bikes together, or, um, golfing, going for a walk. 
I know for some people, they've shared with me that quality time can also be just being in the same room with the person that they love. So they could be the, you know, the one person might be playing a game on their phone and the other one's reading a book and just simply being in the room with that person is, is quality time to them. The fourth one is receiving gifts. And this is not about the monetary value of the gift. It's about the thoughtfulness of the gift. It's about really considering the person that you are giving the gift to, not based upon what you would like, thinking about that individual and what it would mean to them. And again, it's not about the monetary value. It could be if you're running errands and you're at the store where your partner loves the, the there's a certain type of chapstick that they use and the you pick it up for the individual and bring it home. It's simply just letting them know that you're thinking about them and that person has something physically tangible um, to them and there's meaning to them. So that so that's gift giving. Acts of service. This is when you're doing something for the individual that's meaningful to him or her. This is typically domestic. This oftentimes falls into domestic responsibilities. And this could be, you know, helping to clean that clean the house, running errands for somebody, making their life a little easier. And I will say that I hear in my office for most of my moms that I work with, that acts of service is probably their number one love language only because they are, they're exhausted. They have so much that they're doing. They're taking care of the family. Uh, many of them work a job outside of the home. It's the, if they can get that acts of service, if that's met, then oftentimes there's a secondary one that would probably be their primary one if they weren't a mom. Uh, so I will just throw out for for the dads out there, know that for many of my moms, acts of service is their number one. And then usually there's a secondary one that would fall right below that, um, that again would typically be their primary one if the acts of service need is is getting met. And then the two that I believe are in addition to these these five that Dr. Chapman identifies is the love language of inclusion. And what I hear from people with this one is they want to be included in, in really everything with regards to their person's life that they care about. And, and I don't mean that in a, in a stalkerish way. I mean it in the sense of if that individual they, the, the person wants to hear about how their day was at work, what, what happened in that staff meeting. If the individual um, reached out and you know, scheduled a, a, a dinner with their mother, um, wanting to hear you know, that they have a, they're going to be meeting with, with you know, his mom for lunch the following day, just really wanting to be a part of, of every part of that individual's lives. And again, I don't mean it in a controlling, unhealthy way. It's just simply about, I just want to know. I want to know what's going on in your world. And I want to feel as though I'm a part of it and that I'm the person that you come to that you share that with. And then the other love language that I believe exists, and I think this one is 
probably more for individuals who are care providers in some way, and it is profound listening and inquiry. And this is when you are really listening to what the individual is saying. So definitely it's going to go back to that undivided attention, which can be an element of quality time. The difference is though, with, with this love language is it's not only really listening to what the person is saying, but it's the, to, to inquire as well. So let's say you have a conversation with this individual and they, you know, share that they're going to be taking an exam in two weeks. When you talk to them the next time, you ask how the exam the exam went for them. It's really listening to them. It's being fully engaged and present with them. It's also then following up with them about things that they've shared to you, which sends the message to them that you are listening and that it, it does matter to you. Um, again, I think this one falls into, I hear this more from care providers, definitely from therapists. I hear this from, uh, I also will hear this from, you know, doctors or, um, you know, physical therapists, things like that. People who are, are giving care that it, they're, they're providing this to others. And oftentimes then it's important to them that they receive it back. Keep in mind that with love languages, it's not uncommon that we give the love language that we want to receive. And it, we, we not just, just because I want that love language doesn't mean the person that I'm giving it to wants to receive that love language. So if I'm, I can have, again, in working with couples, I can have one person saying that, well, I, I'm, I'm showing her that I love her. I'm, I'm, you know, taking out the trash. I'm going to the grocery store when the love language that she wants to receive is words of affirmation. She wants to hear that what she's doing matters. She wants to hear that, that when she prepares, you know, the, the dinner or when she is helping out with taking the kids to school, she wants to hear her partner saying that that matters, that that's important and that the individual appreciates that. And we won't necessarily feel as loved when we're receiving the love language that the other person wants to give, but isn't necessarily the one that we want to receive. It isn't about any of these being right or wrong. It isn't that one love language is right and another one's wrong. It's simply about, ideally, I want you going into your world and really thinking about the people in your life and how do they feel most loved and how you are expressing your love to them may not be the way in which they feel most loved. And then you could be very frustrated because you think that you are really showing them that you love them and you're kind of missing the mark, so to speak, because the other person wants to receive love in a different way. I think it would be wonderful if you would think about the people in your life and maybe even have a really open conversation. And this could be with your significant other. It could be with kids. It could be with siblings, with friends, just everybody and thinking about what is their love language and talking to them about how do they feel most loved? What is it that a person is doing that helps them to feel as though they are valued and that they matter? And I just think that if we can really take this time and, and go, okay, from this point forward, 
I'm really going to work on my communication and I'm really going to work on thinking about how people feel when they're around me and how they feel after they have been in a conversation with me or we've had an experience together. I think that as a society, we are in desperate need of helping people to feel loved and helping them feel as though they matter. I think that we have a, a, a serious deficit of that in our society. And it's so important to me that I'm really encouraging people to think about the other people in their lives and what kind of messages they're sending to them. And I'm, I'm not encouraging anybody to sacrifice themselves for others. I know I work with many people who struggle with self-sacrificing, and that's not what this is about. It's about healthy boundaries while you're also really thinking about how does this person feel most loved? What is it that I can say or do that will help them to feel valued? Thank you so much for joining me today. And I encourage you to do one thing today purposefully to attain true pet for life.